Hello, 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 beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of the USL show. Hey, it is our League One preview day. And if you remember last year, it could last all night. I don't think we're going to do that this time. If you remember last time, though, it was Geo's flu game running a 103 fever. Since then, uh, Geo has, has returned. He has been in the gym. He's been grinding. He's been out working for the Greenville Triumph. And we haven't seen him in a while. Geo, my man, how are you doing? Good. I'm actually running a 100 uh point something fever today <laughs> i haven't been at work the past two days uh so this is uh, i missed the soccer game yesterday so it looks like this is the time of the year that uh it's just uh league one fever i guess that's it's what part we're of the gonna brand call it it's, it's the part of the brand every year baby we're gonna do this for 10 years straight fever every year <laughs> no but i'm good man i'm good i've been I've still been working from home, making some connections, getting to know people, trying to invite them out. Uh, got some groups to come to the first Triumph game on the 25th um, against the Kickers. I'm excited. It's been an interesting and really fun past two, three months now with the Triumph. Um, so I'm excited for the season and get going. It's going to be a lot different than the past four seasons, but uh, it's exciting nonetheless. Moving on to the person that, if you're watching this, is directly above me are Lexington Luther himself, who has a pretty good interview that just came out. Tyler, how you doing, man? What's up? Like, better now that I have a really cool nickname. I feel like <laughs> this is good. That's how I can kind of, like, shift into my villain mode whenever we play one knocks. That'll just be kind of like the, the ego that I take with me. No, it's it's good. Like you said, I just got done doing an interview with Kalen Fox last week, so love for people to check that out. But otherwise, we're uh, we're starting to really fire up. We had our media day today for the team. Um, things are, are getting pretty hot and heavy. Um, Saturday, we're going to play UK in our last preseason game. So everybody's pretty fired up for that. And I'm just ready to get the season going. To the person to his left, someone who's returning to the show for, I think, the second time now, uh, Green, one, another one of the Greenville legends and someone who puts in the major grind with some of the best graphics you'll see out there from USL League One Review, Brandon Mays. Hey, man, how's it going? All right, man. How you been? Uh, Geo included me in his brand as well. Um, so, yeah, I've been out for the past two days with a stomach bug with my f entire family. So um, hopefully we're past it. But, uh, yeah, I don't like this brand that Geo has. It's not, <laughs> not fun at all. Oh, man. Hey, look, League One Fever is taking over. It's taking over. And from League One Fever to the person that's going to tell you about it all, how about someone who's kind of new to the scene but is doing some of the best stuff in the scene from League One Updater, Alex Ashton. Man, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. How you been, man? Doing all right. Uh, yeah, keeping busy. So for people, because you're the most unknown for the people who haven't uh, talked to, haven't heard from, I guess, or who has been watching the show. Um if people haven't been following your stuff, like kind of what's what's your stick? What's your thing, man? Um, well, I uh, kind of a kind of a data nerd, uh, so I look up to Brandon a lot there. Um, and uh, we, uh, I like to, uh, I don't know, I just like to um, uh, keep track of like the attendance and uh, keep track of uh, all the signings and just. I was doing it for my own records, and I was like, why not? Why not share it? 
Absolutely. So with all those introductions out of the way, I'm going to step to behind the behind the glass, if you will, and I'm going to let the fellas take over the show and let you guys dive in deep into the USL League one. I don't think this is going to be a marathon like last year, but you know what? We'll see. We'll we'll see how the conversation goes, and I'll try <laughs> my best to keep keep them on track. But who knows? Maybe I'll uh, you know I'll probably enjoy the conversation just as much. But I will toss it over to them. Awesome. What's up, y'all? So um, over the course of the show, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, last season, kind of thinking about how things ended up and then um, lead that into this season, maybe some expectations, what's going to go down with these teams. Uh, There's been a lot of changes. I know behind the scenes, we've talked about a lot of teams that we think are going to make some moves that are going to be pretty surprising, obviously on a lot of people's radars uh, here lately, thinking like uh, North Carolina. No spoilers, sorry, but that's definitely one that's uh, got everybody's interest. So, all right, guys, let's let's talk a little bit about where we left off. Yeah, I mean, so last season we ended it all with Tormenta taking home the trophy uh, on a, a fantastic, beautiful win uh, with the, of course, it had to be Jameel Roberts um, getting the game-winning goal to win the title, right? Like, it has to be the the uh, former title winner himself scoring the goal in the final few minutes to, to get the win. So, um, you know, that's where we kind of ended last season, the whole season being uh, chaotic and, um, you know, ending in a final that didn't involve, uh, uh, I think, am I correct to say the top two teams? Chattanooga was, they were sixth, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so it didn't even involve the top two teams in the league. Like, just a, a, a the one of the weirdest seasons, most competitive seasons. So, um, yeah, that's uh that's where we ended it all with, uh, of course, Bolt taking it home. Uh, but you know, like I was saying last season, and I'll let y'all talk about it more. But the chaos of of League One was bigger than ever last season. I think it'll be even bigger this year. That's Man, right. I, I know. I was pretty new to the the league last year, like with the announcement of Lexington, and I could not believe how exciting the season ended up. I mean, it was blowing my mind how tight that race was, almost to the finish line, just just constantly looking at everybody shifting back and forth, and you never quite knew who was going to make that through. Um, you know, like several teams vying for that last sixth spot, um, trying to make it through. And uh, I, I thought that was exciting. So, like, it, it was a nice refresher from, you know, doing things like watching the Premier League where every year as an Everton fan, I have to watch like Liverpool run away with it. Or then we see like Man City come through again. So it, it was it was nice stuff to, to see that progression and that chaos going through. Yeah, there at the end to see uh, Richmond actually did kind of, I guess, in the last you know week or two ran away with it. And then to go into the playoffs with a bye – and then uh, have Chattanooga come in and Rafa end it all uh, near the end of the game. And that was it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was probably the most exciting season. Like, even the 2020, the excitement of everybody coming back and playing again. And 21 was fun. But last season was so competitive. You know, I, lo- I loved watching. I, I don't think I watched as much soccer last season than I have ever because I was watching I've watched every team play I've watched yeah. several 
teams constantly just out of the joy of, you know, just it was good, good competitive games. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. I, I really have missed it, and I'm excited we're going to get some more with some new teams this season. Yeah, last year was the first year I bought season tickets to any sport ever, and that was for uh, at Richmond. Yeah, and I just like love the, awesome. the drama of the final too, because like taking a step back, I was thinking about it, and it was almost like a hero villain arc, like meeting at the end, because like I don't know, some people probably are familiar with this. Hopefully, like Chattanooga struggles last year as far as kind of like the reputation and and just the perception from the public, and then you have Tormenta who was kind of an underdog and then you just see them slowly climbing that ladder and then they meet at the end and then duke it out. I just thought that was one of the most like perfect endings you could ask for, for a season. Um, and then obviously like Tormenta opening their new stadium and finishing things off there. It was like something you would have scripted in a movie. Yeah. Both, both teams yeah. opened up uh, new stadiums uh, in the middle of yeah. last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Chattanooga yeah, was, overcoming overcoming their uh, their coaching issues, and um, I mean they were full of talent, but overcoming that and and making it to the final was just crazy to see. Yeah, yeah, the upheaval of like, I mean, obviously he was an assistant coach, but uh, Twitter likes are forever. Amen. Um, <laughs> screenshot in public. Yes, and public, very public. Yeah. Um, no, All the coaches in the uh, public one. Just, just, a, just an FYI. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because just the upheaval of having to go through different coaches, even if he is an assistant, you know, like having to go through different ideas and the yeah. uncertainty of are they going to bring somebody in, you know, all, you know, all the chaos going on around of, you know, players not being happy with not getting enough playing time, et cetera, et cetera. It would have been really easy for that team to fall apart. And they obviously they like you said, they were full of talent and just yeah. it's 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 insane to see where some of these players are ending up and, and, you know, kind of what they're going to continue to do this year. But, uh, you know, they, to get there at the end and kind of grind out even a, an appearance is, wasn't, was nothing short of incredible. Same thing for Tormenta. I mean, to come back and, and, and get into that home, get that home game against Chattanooga um, after, you know, what looked like could have been just a final day falling out of the playoffs. Um, yeah, to winning the title. It's insane. I don't know if it's too early to bring this up, but uh, Tormenta has kept a, a good portion of their lineup uh, of their roster from last year, while Chattanooga has gone through a, a huge rebuild. Uh, I last last count, Chattanooga has lost basically thirty eight goals from their fifty two goals from last year. Wow, yeah, that's gonna be tough to replace, especially thinking of a new system with a coach, mm -hmm. but. Uh, Hey, that's a good segue, though. That's a good segue. I don't know. What do you guys say that we get into, like, some of these teams and expectations? I think we're naturally moving that way uh, anyhow. So we were talking about highlighting the two newest teams to the league. Sorry. I just realized you guys can see my um, my Gecko Band-Aid that I have. <laughs> Sorry. I had to steal a Band-Aid from my son, cut my finger. So those of you guys that can't see this because you're listening in, yeah, it's uh, – Kids, no anyway, um, <laughs> we're going to talk about our two our two newest teams, and then we we're going to get into um, a little bit more in depth information about some of the other ones. So, let's maybe start out with One Knox. What are some of the expectations? What are we thinking about One Knox? What's going to go down with them this year? 
I mean, I think there's a, an expectation from a lot of people that they're going to make the playoffs in their first season based on what you see on paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, and that, that's something that I have a question with. Now, obviously, being a Lexington fan, I have particular feelings about one Knox, but I, I'll even admit on paper they're impressive, and it looks like a team that could really um, fire on all cylinders this year. Um, and especially thinking about retention of the coaching staff, and the same style, some of the same players. What's that going to do for them? I think that's going to be the key, right? Like even even their right back is a coached with coach with McKeever at at their at Young Harris. I mean, the continuity that he's bringing into League One is incredible. Uh, and the thing is, out, you know, outside of some early years at Young Harris, he's a proven winner. You know, Mark McKeever has has gotten to finals. He's won finals. Um, and multiple, you know, he's been coached in multiple places across league two. And so this, while this is a big step up, I think this would be a, a fantastic way to get his feet wet, uh, as a, as a coach who has done nothing but win in the past few years, um, with some really talented players, uh, the same really talented coaching staff for the most part and, uh, some new additions who are just absolutely incredible. Um, for me, this is. It'll be really interesting to see Mark McKeever, you know, kind of test his mettle uh, against some of the coaches in this league coming in for the first time as a professional coach. Yeah, so speaking one, of some uh, of that new, sorry, go ahead, Alex. Go. Ahead. I just say one one player that a lot of the uh, One Knox fans have been hop- hyping up uh, a young Harris alumnus, uh, uh, Seba and- Andrasen, um, had what had what seven or eight goals last year in USL two with their leading goal scorer, captain, I think. Um, they've been they've been hyping him up as a potential young player of the year candidate. He's fantastic. I watched him at um, at University of Central Arkansas last yeah. year a lot, and just he can do absolutely everything with absolutely nothing. It's just he's an incredible player. Uh, I don't know how much game time he'll get. You know, just young players in a new league. You know, just because he's trusted, he might get more. But um, I, I think he's fantastic, and he's going to be a big a big portion of, of what they do for sure. And like yeah. Brandon, I know you did a, a deep dive into one Knox not long ago on Twitch, like their, their general style and what they're bringing in with McKeever. Is that going to be something that kind of fits in with what league one is already looking like? And a lot of the other teams are doing, or is that going to be something that's a little bit of a mold breaker and causing people to adjust? Um. I mean, if, if you were going to compare them to another team, I think Mark McKeever kind of has his own style, but I think they, mm-hmm. they probably look closest to Ford Madison with some more uh, passes into the box, though, uh, yeah. like actually getting shots off. Um, and they, they do play a very possessive back three. You know, you can see the, the defenders he brought in. They're very good with the ball. Um, they're able to carry the ball well, um, as well as just some versatile wing backs and um, – and really good tens. And so I think, um, I think we'll see something pretty similar to kind of what we're seeing with um, what we saw with Ford Madison last year, but it actually working. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's, it can, it can be easy to um, North Carolina fusion showed that it in, in, in the playoffs that it can be easy to kind of delay or uh, prevent them from progressing the ball. Well, uh, but I really think that it's going to be really tough to to keep these guys from scoring. Um, I think I think the key will be though is 
and I mentioned I've, I mentioned this before. It's just the ability to to make changes if needed. Um, McKeever's played the same formation across I think four different teams now, and so uh, coming into a new league, is he going to keep the same? Is he going to continue doing the same thing and try and and make that happen, or is he going to do something different? That'll be what I'm really interested to see um, because from what I can see, you know, even you know bringing back Jordan Skelton, who's been with him every step of the way. And yeah. there's, it's, it seems to be business as usual. So I'm right. really, really interested to see how that plays out at this level. I, I can't help but notice you had like a weird like moment where I felt like Geo possessed you with that Ford Madison comment. <laughs> it was like, he's like, he was puppeteering you with like throwing some shade. <laughs> I would never. I would never. I, like double check. I was like, wait I a would second. Never. Is that Brandon or Geo? <laughs> 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 I love Ford Madison. I love no, that. not specifically for Ford Madison. It was just like a oh. subtle shade that just, we've been just, hanging you know, out. It, a lot. it was like it, yeah. I know I was gonna say all that training we, we for the FIFA tournaments and yeah. stuff. It's it's, uh, it's, the, it's that Greenville bite. Yeah, yeah. what we're known yeah. for right here in the South. Yeah, <laughs> got that synergy. <laughs> so, any other thoughts on one knocks before we move? Uh, I'm. I was looking at their strikers earlier. All their forwards are dangerous. But Winkle, I know Brandon has been high on him and finally yeah. gets to play in League One. Jake Keegan's going to be there. He had an offseason with Greenville. I love him, but he's a good addition. He's going to run, run, run all day, put pressure all day. Um, Illich, is that how you pronounce his name? Because that, they, that was like the, one of the first signings that they had. He's a Out of Lou City, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But – they have so many attackers that I think could be really dangerous. It's going to be really hard for them to choose who's going to be starting, and for other teams to be able to stop every stop, you know, any any group of them together. I think it's going to be exciting to see, and uh, I wouldn't want to play them the first game. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what? We'll, we'll take our chances. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a perfect it, segue for you. If it if it goes right, then it. It's going to be the rightest thing there is, right? Yeah, that is a great segue. So I guess let's move into to Lexington, who's going to win their first ever home or and just inaugural match. We're going to win all matches, home or otherwise. So the <laughs> Lexington. San Antonio uh, FC is anti-Greenville, but pro-Geo, like just the club itself. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm pretty. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> San Antonio FC, you heard it here the, first. They love, the, the, they love, they love their geo. They, I think they have a geo autograph even. <laughs> You're the one redeeming spot for the the whole club. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take all the wins I can get. Right, man. So obviously, uh, Lexington's right up my alley. Um, there's. A lot of question marks for the team, though. A ton. Um, thinking about approaches, we've taken a very interesting approach of signing a lot of lesser-known players that are just making their debut into League One. Obviously, we have some veterans um, like Charlie Matchell. We've got Kalen Fox. We've got Don Smart, Nico Brown. But we've got some newbies in here, too. Um so I, I don't know what what realistic expectations can we see out of Lexington? I mean, I'm still on a wait and see. Um, yeah, 
like uh i don't know i kind of see like like north carolina uh has this very young uh squad that has not done so hot and then suddenly added a bunch of talent and maybe it's about developing this young talent right now with the veterans like don smart and then uh building something for maybe like next year or the year after yeah, I, I don't disagree based on what I'm seeing. I, I mean, I, I truly do believe that the team has this mentality of we're going to leave it all on the line. We're going to do as much as we can, work as hard as we can to get as far as we can. But it, it, you can see the team is playing like the long game. It, it seems like it's very much like trying to build something that's going to have longevity instead of like a, a just go all in, win this year, and then whatever happens next year is next year's problem. Um, which you can see with other teams, right? It, it, it's it's something that you feel with a few other teams in the league, whereas Lexington, it's almost like they, they want that longevity and that buildup, especially thinking about signing youth players. That's always been the MO for the team from the beginning. That's a message they've perpetually pitched to everybody is this idea of get youth in, get them trained up and into the systems that you want to see and then move them up the line, and hopefully there'll be a, a talent that you can really rely on. I mean, we've already got Diallo Yurikose, who, who's the first uh, academy product, technically, out of the, the system so far. Um, but we got a lot of other youth. we got Kimball Jackson in there. Um, we've got Pierre Mane. So a lot of young players that have a lot of potential and I feel like have pretty high ceilings. But, I, I mean, I'd agree, even as a, a fan who – really invest a lot of time in the team. I have a lot of question marks myself um, as far as what's going to actually happen whenever the season goes down. I will say the thing I really like about how Lexington has built this is like you mentioned North Carolina. One of the struggles with North Carolina was, you know, they're, they're coming into this, this league uh, right during COVID. Um, they have a ton of young players and basically the only experienced players they have is Nazmi who, uh, Albadawi, who left halfway through the season, uh, a guy from the Pittsburgh Hotspurs who had never played a professional season the year the year before he started at North Carolina, uh, and then you know Pekka, and that's, I mean, there were a couple of older players, but that's pretty much it. That was their their experience, and they brought in some other yeah. players and things like that. But as far as leadership goes, even even last year, you know, like their captain. Uh, had played one professional season, um, and that wasn't the year that he was a captain. Uh, that was with Tormenta, and then he went back to USL two. And so, the really cool thing I like about how Lexington is going about this is there are um, some really solid locker room guys like Don Smart and like Kalen Fox who have experience on the field in League One uh, over a long period of time. Uh, who can kind of mentor and kind of keep things together. That was, and I think I, I, I spoke to John about John Bradford about this, and that's something that this year at North Carolina, they're, they're seeing a lot of you think about Navarro and people like that. And uh, I mean, half of Chattanooga uh, being there in North Carolina who have all of that experience who have who've been through the grind of even playoff games. Uh, having people like that is so important. And the fact that, Lexington is putting their money where their mouth is and really investing in youth, but also going, being really intentional about bringing in people who, um, who have experience and uh, 
who can not just have experience and, and sit on the sidelines, but have experience and really do a job for the team. Um, I think that's going to be really big to the season when moments get tough, having people like Don and Kalen and, and uh, Nico and so on and so forth is going to be big. And as far as the other players go, I mean, yeah, they're wild cards, but they've all been for the most part been professionals, you know, like that's going to be the thing. It's, it's, it's that same old NISA versus USL argument that we're really going to get a front row seat to with, uh, with Lexington this year, uh, not who's better, but just kind of where, where the league stand. And so I'm really excited to see where that puts uh, Lexington because it yeah. seems like they're, they've run in some interesting players. There's a lot of NISA names on that list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think right here is the right way to build a club. I think Lexington's going in the right direction. You know, they're not <clears throat> going all youth like NCFC did. We know how that went for them, and things this year are looking different, maybe. But, um, you know, Lexington, I think they have a really good mix, and I love the fact that they want to get some youth and what they've been doing with the youth programs in Lexington is massive. Working with them and have some local players, but then also bringing some people that are good people not not you know it doesn't they're not looking for just the most talented cocky whatever it looks like stock has really done his research and met with these guys to see if they're all in i think that's what you need especially for our first season uh you're gonna have some young guys on the team you guys are working to get a new stadium it's a lot all at once that a lot of teams have met you know four years or years in usl championship to do in the past you know and so this is brand new for everybody involved in the club when you know from top to bottom and so you know even talking about knoxville they have at least been playing league two you know yeah lexington is really coming in fresh and it's exciting to see i think it's they have a good base of people they have people that are excited they have a you know i, I think with the stadium and everything they're, they're working hard to do stuff for the community and, mm-hmm. and really try to compete and it might not be as great as maybe they want year one, but it's not going to be like, you know, as bad as other teams in the past have done. I think they, they're going to compete day in, day out. And they're going to be one of those teams that are fighting at the end, you know, last game of the season, just like everybody else. was. And that'll be fun to see. Man, I I agree. And like you said, sorry, Alex, go ahead, man. I was gonna say you make it through this year, and you got a new stadium coming up next year. So mm-hmm. I mean, that that'll be huge. Yeah, and, and I mean, like Geo pointed out too, like Stocks' whole message about the methodology of things that's never changed. Like I've interviewed him, walking nineties interviewed him. He just did an interview with uh, League One or One League Under the Sea, and every single interview he repeats the same ideology that it's all about he uses the eye test and he also looks for players that have the right mindset and the right attitude and are committed to the team. And I think that goes a long way because you can have players that have all the talent in the world, but if they aren't committed to the team, it's not going to produce much for you as a team in a team game. And so I I, I think that we got a pretty fair shot of doing solid this year. Um, I mean, it's going to be a tough battle going in as a completely fresh untested team aside from preseason right but I, I think that we can surprise a lot of people moving into this Indeed. so let's uh you guys uh feel like you're ready to move into a couple of our other teams that we're looking to highlight that aren't so new to the team but maybe going to surprise people yeah let's do i it. think so all right all right cool so who we got up first why don't we talk about northern colorado first 
I think that we wanted to talk about them tonight. Uh, you know, we obviously there are 12 teams. We're not going to be able to talk through every single one of them in detail. But Northern Colorado is one of those that, you know, for a lot of reasons, not the Chattanooga reasons, struggled off the field. Uh, there were some, you know, there was a little bit of bad press there. They uh, traveled from stadium to stadium across Colorado for most of the season. Um, and, you know, they, they it, it showed. I mean, they really struggled to get consistency. I mean, a ton of injuries at the beginning of the season, too, to kind of not help matters. I remember, uh, I think it was the away trip to the first away trip to Greenville where they barely were able to, <laughs> they had so many people out, they were barely able to feel the team because they just had so many injuries. Um, yeah. and so there was a lot of chaos happening with this team and they really finished strong. Um, and I think this year they're going to bring in some new talent. Uh, they've already brought in some new talent. That's going to be crazy. Somebody earlier, I think it was Nick Rosser said, uh, Billy King, remember the name that, that guy is yeah. like pride and joy of the league of Ireland. And, um, he fits not only fits, you know, that really fast style that, that, uh, that Northern Colorado like to play. I, I just, he's just a really solid transition attacking player. Um, and so I, I'm really excited to see him kind of get on the field and, and be a part of that lightning quick attack and uh, a lot of uh, assists from Arthur Rogers across the field, far post crosses um, that Billy King meets. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wrote this in some of my notes, but they, they really remind me of kind of, the early chaotic, not so polished Liverpool that was really good at, at, at pressing the ball. They didn't really do a very good job of keeping it, um, but they <laughs> they were strong. They attacked quick and they got to the goal quick. And so that's uh, what I kind of expect again. And I, I'm, I'm I think they could do even better than last year. I mean, they you know they didn't quite make the playoffs, but I think you know last year I picked them. I think second. I think I would pick them pretty high again this year. Uh, I haven't learned my lesson, but we'll talk about more of that more more about that in a little bit. I don't ever learn my lesson. I don't think. So well, they weren't too far out of the playoffs last year. They had a shot. Like they they could have made it in. They were one of those like finish line teams that were just like right on the cusp there. Even with all the challenges they face, that was impressive that they they held on that long like they did. And uh, I mean, just looking at their preseason their last two preseason matches, like say what you will about the competition, but two eight zero wins. And like, what was it like uh, a hat trick for Rindon in one of them? And then a hat trick for Rogers in another. And then the other, like half of the goals seemed like they all came from trialists. So it's like, I, I don't know this team, who knows, maybe it could be scary this year. Yeah. They got some good trialists waiting in the wings. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No, I think no. if they, if they can weather uh, their extended away trip and, uh, you know, the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Billy King fits into that system, that's that's their ticket to the playoffs for sure. No, I agree. I think they're an exciting team. And I really – I wrote last year, I missed the, one of the home games against Greenville. And it, they beat Greenville, I think, 2-0, 3-0, nothing, nothing, something like that. And I remember watching with my friend who doesn't watch many USL League 1 games, and he thought Colorado was probably first place, not who I think we were at the time. And just watching it from somebody's point of view, like the way they were playing is just constant pressure. And they were playing very well, took their chances, and we were flat against them. And we were we're Greenville, you know, we were known to be winners, and then they're taking it to us. And I think if they can weather the storm, and stuff, no pun intended, if they can <laughs> weather that, that, that 
storm that they're going to have of all those away games and go into late you know in the season and get into the stadium and find a home and get this consistency consistency going they're going to be a good team especially with somebody like Billy King and and Rodgers I think he he's going to be another just massive player in the league yeah Irvin Parra is back too right is he is he been playing in preseason anyone know well, yeah, I don't I know if he's been playing. I think but... he's been out. Yeah, I think yeah. he's been out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know what the deal is there. But yeah. uh, I have pers- personal issues going on, but but hopefully he can come back. He should be back he, though. He sure. seems he seems like he's in good hopes that he'll be able to do still continue doing what he loves. Is one thing mm-hmm. I thought he said. But uh, but yeah, I saw Lachlan's gone, so the Instagram is going to be lacking. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, that, social media power rankings have them yeah, at like twelve now. Yeah, <laughs> that, I don't think Northern Colorado is as exciting without him now. But you know, someone asked a good. Yeah, someone asked a good question. Who's the who's going to be the number two keeper between uh, Johan and uh, uh, who's uh, Delgado from Phoenix Rising? Yeah, I mean, good question. That's going to be a good. It's, it's going to be a, a really solid battle. I mean, you know, Pinaranda obviously is a talented goalkeeper and um, won his spot last season. But the key is, can you keep it against a you know a former Phoenix Rising goalkeeper? I think he'll start the season without with with it. I think Pinaranda will be the number one to start the season. Um, but we'll see. I think it's a really yeah. solid. It's a good problem to have whenever you have to battle it out to figure out which goalkeeper you want because they are good as opposed to not be good. <laughs> so it's, it's, not a, it's not a bad issue to have for a team, though. So you guys ready to, to pivot to our other big one that we're going to focus on? Okay. This, this team, oh. I think that we all are on the same page, that they're going to turn things around. Now, at what level, that remains to be seen. But North Carolina FC um, – they seem to be trending up, at least on paper and based on the moves. Um, all gas, no breaks, apparently. Um, <laughs> so what are we thinking about this season for North Carolina versus the dud that was last season? I'm ready to be hurt again. <laughs> ready to be hurt again. We love the pain. Yes. You picked him last year, right? What? Did you pick I, I didn't pick them to win last year, but I, I was really high on what they did. And in fairness, I think that I was justified in that for a little while. Uh, they definitely – that Greenville game, they fell apart after that. And, you know, um, no, I, I'm – but I'm ready. I'm ready to be hurt again. Um, as long as it's not against Greenville, you can you can lose the Greenville again and, <laughs> you know, ruin your season if you want. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm definitely I'm, – I'm high on them still. Um but I'll, I will, I'll let y'all go first. I, I mean, like I said, I'll guess no breaks. It seems like they've just packed the attack with this team. I mean, just today they added to the defense, and I know you, you had commented on that on social media, Brandon, but, uh, I mean, midfield, boards, everybody's got that attacking mindset, and they have the ability to do it. Names that we saw repetitively last season, just over and over and over again, having an impact – in some way or another in getting goals in the back of the net. Um, And and I know last year they struggled immensely um, as far as giving up goals, especially when we talk about goalkeeping. Um, But I guess, does that really matter if you're constantly scoring on your opponent? Um, (laughs) If you score like 
10 goals a game, then I guess what what's the diff? That's USL one. Yeah. I just want to throw it out there that Nick Holiday is still there and he's still a stud. Yeah, he's he's got he's he's got a lot of hype behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, and that's the thing. He's the he's the epitome of the youth project there. Uh, obviously, Britton Fisher was too off to Minnesota now, but um, mm-hmm. both players are the epitome of what kind of they're trying to accomplish through their their youth team, and. Um, you know, his, his ability to start these games and play in these games and not just do that, but have the mentality to come back from those, those bad moments, like the one at, at Omaha or whatever, other, you know, some previous bad moments, be mature enough to take that on the chin and, and come back and play another game. That's huge. Uh, and obviously he's always getting looks elsewhere. You know, every pre, every, every off season, he's traveling across Europe, trialing with teams, uh, waiting for his 18th birthday. Um, but I, I, I've, it's another season for another chance for him to, to really, um, you know, really, really show himself as the keeper he can be. And obviously, there's Tor Saunders there to kind of help, help things as well. Who will probably be the starter, I imagine, um, with you know, him still being in high school and whatnot, with with Nick still being in high school and having homework and things like that. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I. I I'm I'm really really excited to see not only how the youth project goes but how um, you know how they adapt to this this new found kind of just plethora of attack that they have. I mean, even then, all gas no brakes. Like you've got freaking Luke Kroll yep. from Chesterfield. You've got yep. David Garcia, who probably the last two seasons, just because of his mentality, could have been a starter and might have been captain. And yeah. Um, you know, luckily he doesn't have to be that. Um, you've got Navarro. Yeah. You've got a literal, like, international team capped left back. Like, I mean, the defense is stacked too. It's crazy how this team has improved and, uh, kind of the, the the stuff they're putting together. Yeah, it was almost like they uh, – it, it was like surgical precision, the way they attacked their, their weaknesses in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they had the best offseason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this season is a little different. You know, they, they got some players that, that have been good in League One in the past, so they know the league. They know they have experience. And then a lot of their players that they've been bringing up, they have experience now. And, you know, they – They've done a tired of losing, I guess, because they they're ready yeah. to act. Like last year, they were competing for a good bit. And I remember they were first in the table, and like, oh man, Brandon was right, and then he was wrong. But, <laughs> but then, <laughs> you know, but then I think that had to do a, a lot with their youth, and they couldn't be yeah. consistent going forward. And now they have some leaders on the team, some guys that have played in a final last year, some guys that know how to win. Uh, and it's going to be massive for them. And Bradford is a great coach, and I think he can get the best out of some of these guys. Um, so they, it's no surprise that they're good now. And it was it was only going to be a matter of time. You know, Brandon thought it was going to be last year, and a lot of people did. But you know, I think this year will be very different. And I'd be very surprised if it's not. You know, that that'll just show the growth of the league that you can make all this big signings, and you know, the league is just growing. The talent that people are bringing in and uh, but I think they're going to be extremely competitive. 
and also after they uh you know they made all these big moves then they uh they just oh we got louis perez yeah yeah no big deal <laughs> right it's like we whatever. won the louis perez lottery one of the most productive players yeah. in the league we're just going to casually drop that yeah no big deal right it, it feels like they're all in for the season it feels like it's one of those seasons where it's just like this is going to be the season that we take care of business and we've proven it by getting the pieces in place. And so it's, it's hard not to imagine them being very successful. Uh, I, I mean, wh- what the floor is playoffs. Like <laughs> I, I kind of feel like I, I just don't see them missing out unless we get one of those things where we're duped, like league one likes to do where you look at a team before the season, you're like, it's a lock and then they shock you. But I just, I don't know. I feel like that's their floor, bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. All right, so I feel like we got our piece on, on the, the four big teams. Um, we're moving into next year. Let's just get Greenville out of the way here. We have me and Brandon here. Uh, just a quick, we'll do a quick run through, through some of these teams. Uh, Greenville, I'm excited about Devin Boyce. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a big signing. He had a rough season at Memphis. Uh, I know some of my owl friends are are sad that he he's come to Greenville, but they're also happy for him because he's a good guy. I got to meet him recently in the office, and he's a really cool guy, good kid. Uh, and what I keep hearing is he's all gas, no brakes. He just run, 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 and I love that. You know, he's going to work hard. I think he's, he's getting along well with the team, and I think. Along with that, having Tevin Shaw, he's a massive player that we're going to have in the midfield. I think he might be, you know, up for one of the team MVPs if he can stay healthy, no red cards, and just, uh, you know, no no other issues. Uh, I think he's going to be a massive piece of the puzzle in the midfield to give other players more freedom. Somebody like Aaron Walker and Opalato, they, you know, they can be a little bit more offensive as before they had a track back. They had Don. And Aaron and, the, you know, they're not naturally defensive midfielders. They like to get up there and take shots. But then, you know, if they're not playing defense, we're just relying on our back line. So I think Tevin will be there to break break a lot of things up and distribute to our other midfielders who are also very talented. Uh, so I'm excited for them. Um, I'm also excited for a uh, try list that we have. Um, trial number three. Try list number Two. three. Uh, you know, I, I know who the trailers are, um, but I'm excited about one specifically, just, you know, uh, say what, what, what they can bring to the team. Um, we also have Hassan Gabo, who he, Gabo Hassan, he um, is coming from Somalia. He came from Omar Mohammed and Amdi Mohammed's academy. He's their first academy player. Uh, <laughs> um, I cannot leak it. Do it. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a Marvel movie. <laughs> I can't. I'm not. I'm not going to be Tom Holland today. But, um, but Hassan, his story is is really inspiring. You know, coming from Somalia and uh, having the loss of a parent, and and it's really impactful. And hearing about his how he had become a pro, first time pro. So I'm excited to see what he brings. He played for the U20 Somalia that team in the Arab Cup recently. Um, and so it's exciting to have somebody with international experience along some like Vinton Evans, who's played with, uh, with Jamaica before, um, you know, and we, and we have some core people back. So, you know, I think we haven't made the most 
sexy signing like North Carolina did, but we have some key players that came back and some new ones that can fill in some holes, and we just got to make it work. We already got through our annual loose Atlanta United 2 out of the way, but we go from there, and, you know, business as usual. Amen. Now, yeah. that Tevin Shaw signing, like, had me in tears. It was beautiful. So beautiful. I can't believe. Yeah, I know you were high on that. <laughs> oh, proper player. A uh-huh. proper defensive midfielder. We signed him just because of that Tormenta game last year. That's the only reason. It was just that. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they watched, we, we had 5-5 five, five Tormenta. They said we could never have five dropped on us again. we got to get a real defensive <laughs> I think we would have beat them in overtime if we had Tevin, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> we will never get five dropped on us again. Anywho. Never. That, so that's a good segue into Tormenta, though. Um, I, I don't know. Like, what are we thinking about this year? Because they've not made a huge number of changes, um, but they still got like people like Kaziah Sterling uh, in the wings. And I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like there are teams that have just completely revamped. You have Tormenta that's just kind of like riding the wave, which necessarily isn't a bad wave. I mean, it worked for them last season for, for having their core. What are we thinking this year? I see Tormenta um, contending with NCFC 1-2 mm-hmm. for sure. Um, they're, they they did not – they they did sell off a few um, – Mm-hmm. They uh, sold uh, Cabral to uh, Miami FC, uh, right. Joshua Phelps to uh, Melbourne Knights, uh, lost yeah. uh, Curtis Thorne. So, I mean, they Adrian Billhart, that's a big one, went to Detroit FC, yeah. Detroit City. But, you know, for the most part, they've kept a, a solid core uh, that was a, you know, a good team last year. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that Sterling could uh, he'll also compete for the Golden Boot, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. That's that's probably the toughest race right there is that Golden Boot race because you know Kasaya Sterling's going to be in it. You know that your your friend from Richmond is going to be in it just because Terzaghi is always in it, like it's inevitable. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be one of the most exciting Golden Boot races yet, and we had an exciting one last season. So. Um, it's going to be crazy to see what Kaziah does this year. The thing is, <laughs> <just trying to, laughs> Taylor, Taylor in the private. Never mind. I'm not going to. I'll leave that one be. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't delete it. Yeah, we don't need that. Uh, don't need any. No, no, no. Um, yeah, we'll be on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, great uh, debut. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, I think that uh, we're. I think we're going to see a really talented attacking Tormenta team. I watched them play a yeah. couple of their their uh, preseason games, and they they look just like looked pretty similar to last season in terms of their shape and their attack. Uh, and they really didn't need you know to to upgrade too much on people like the uh, like the Minnesota Messi and Kaziah Sterling, you know. So and then you bring in Preston Kilwin in the back. Um, yeah, the, your only real loss right now is at right back, and then they they've already kind of covered that up. Um, you know, losing Owen Green and uh, Curtis Thorne. But uh, it's tough to say that they're going to be, and I guess, you know, Jamil Roberts obviously moving on as well, but even then he was a, a bit of a super set. Um, it's tough to say that they're going to be any worse off than they were last year. Um, the question is, can they be more consistent uh, with, yeah. a second, with, you know, with a lot of their players coming into their second season really gelling? Because, yeah, they won the title, but 
it wasn't because they were in first or second place the entire year. You know what I mean? And so that's yeah. you're talking about that first and second. I could, I could see them being second for sure. Um, you know, if they can stay more, if they can stay consistent and uh, obviously you've got two really big dudes locking down the back and uh, hopefully just some more defensive stability this year. And uh, with also with Toby, you know, being hopefully there for the whole season this time uh, instead of just half of it, that'll be a big thing as well. And then also maybe like reworking that new home magic instead of being road warriors all year. Like yes. last year they were killing it on the road. Like you faced them at a home match, like them coming to your home. It was pretty much a lock tormenta was going to beat you, but we then know. you go to their home, obviously yeah. the opposite. So I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe winning that, that trophy will switch their fortunes with that new home. And then maybe they'll be able to, to take care of business there as well. I've mentioned this a few times now, but maybe them not being good at home is to be nice to the neighbors because imagine the 85 year old lady that lives down the road who thinks there's a tornado every three minutes. <laughs> Keeping everybody's peace. Yep. No, they're going to be exciting. Cassini there also, which is a good signing for them. Yeah. And you forgot about him, you know, and he, they might get the best out of him. And, then you know, forward Madison couldn't, and so he now he has Sterling there to score some goals. There it for is. Him. Yeah, it's just true. <laughs> it's just true. You yeah, know, yeah, like, you're right. You know, they can get the most out of him, and they have Bolt. You know, and then you know, I, I, that's already a big win for them. Um, he didn't pay me to say that. Um, no, but I see Just another good right. season. <laughs> He's right behind. Me. I see another Wait good season. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, another another easy win against the Birmingham Legion coming too in the Open Cup. So. Playing <laughs> <laughs> the sad boys. <laughs> Round two, baby. <laughs> I had oh, to throw geez. that in there. That was a fun. That was a fun one last year. Yeah. A couple of, I wanted, I wanted to, I, I see we're at 50 minutes, so I want to keep us moving here. But, uh, you know, I, I wanted to think about a couple of the teams with new coaches, you know, like Omaha, I, Omaha yeah. specifically. It's going to be really interesting to see them, um, see kind of how they set up. Obviously, we, we have very little clue. I mean, if you look at the defensive signings they've made, I, I can tell you right off the bat that, they're probably going to play a back three. Every single center back they've signed has played in a back two or a back three at some point, and they just don't have the fullbacks unless they're going to do the same thing they tried to do last year, which was miserable. If you're if you're a fullback, it's hurt, then you have to sign a winger and, and play your winger in the right back spot for the rest of the season um, kind of deal with Dion Acoff. But um, I, I really think we're probably going to see a back three from Omaha this year, which would be interesting. Be very different. Uh, yeah, it'd be very different to what they've done in the past, probably just based off of what we're hearing. But um, I'm excited to see what they've got going on. Obviously, uh, as far as center backs go, uh, I think Luca is like the cream of the USL League One crop uh, for like ball playing center backs. Um, and so I think that's going to be uh, a really, really exciting thing to see. And obviously, they've still kept a lot of their their most productive players, uh, and then people like Shaft Brewer as well, who's going to be, I think, really impactful out there on the the wing back uh, in that wing back role. Um, so it should be really interesting to see how they perform. Um, 
are there any players that y'all have seen from Omaha that kind of catch your eye that make you feel like they're going to perform well? Or do you think, are y'all, are y'all high on Omaha at all? Let's, let's, the, uh, let's get the other fan base that gets mad easily. I am high on Omaha this year. Um, because, uh, their, what was their biggest problem last year is they weren't scoring goals and, uh, they brought in Steven Dos Santos, which Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be huge for them to, you know, to, to, actually have a positive goal differential moving into, you know, and moving to the playoffs. That's somebody that was on my radar. That's a big play Uh, signing. Yeah. So are are you going to say as well with, you know, with them together, like, I think that's, that's going to, that's going to put them at the next, you know, the next level. Yeah. He's returning. He was, when he was their high, highest score last year, Mm -hmm. I think with seven. Yeah, barely, just above uh, John JP Skiers. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, with I think with Santos is going to take them take their scoring to the next level for sure. So are we thinking that Gio is going to have to retire Dramaha. He's going to go away this year. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm keeping. It, I'm keeping it in my drafts just, just in case because there's just so many unknowns. You know, the, the, yeah. the coach the coach coming in from from El Paso. Uh, who knows? What's gonna happen? Yeah, <laughs> Dame Mims. I I don't know what he's doing, and I hope he's happy. Whatever he's doing, but um, there's just so many unknowns. But it's it. I think it's exciting for them. I think their fans just a lot of them are mixed of how to feel right now. But the, some of the findings are exciting. But who knows how this team is gonna play? Because the coach, you know, I know he was at El Paso. You know, he was doing set piece practice and just yeah. helping with a lot of the offense so this team might be very offensively you know driven and maybe they won't draw as much who knows well if all else fails at least they have ford madison-esque kits now so that can comfort you're them right to, True. to think about the, the nice feathered kits and the nice just kinda, feathers yeah they can hold grind in good fashion just like yeah, I did exactly. for all those years yeah and then make a new kit about it. So yeah. it'll be okay. Madison to hold your ears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they might make uh, that corn kit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I still would love if they would do that. Just embrace I it. I wish they did. Just, just, just put it out. Like, just fully embrace that chaos. Olive and York, please do it. Yes. <laughs> there you go. So what about, uh, what about Chattanooga? Brandon mentioned the two teams have new coaches. What's Chattanooga going to be looking like? I mean, he's brought in, uh, what, half of San Diego. <laughs> yeah. he, I, mean, he, I mean, he personally recruited him. So, uh, you know, I think that's, yeah. that, that speaks positively on who he's brought in. Um, yeah. And they were solid last year. You know, they, yeah. were, they weren't a bad team in NISA last year um, by any means. And so I think yeah. it'll be really, really interesting to see kind of what they put there on the what, what they put on the field. Yeah, I mean, you lost uh, Juan Galindres, but you still have like Mo Espinosa and, and, and a few others on the team that are, are still being retained. And so I feel like there's a lot there that could be productive. And, and then maybe that new coaching direction and that new uh, focus will, will maybe, I don't know, carry him back into the, the playoffs and, and kind of reinvigorate things. But it's kind of hard to say because it's, it's it's so so new. Yeah. Yeah, there's sure. so many unknowns there. You know, they lost so many players, some of their best players from North Carolina. Yeah, 
and Galindris is gone. It's, it's going to be very interesting to see how they play, what they do. The coach is some, you know, coaching abroad and bringing in some players he's known. And so it's really hard to say. I'm excited to see what they bring, though. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be the shift for Chattanooga to go defensive. Like, I really like the defensive pieces that they brought in. The thing that worries me personally is that we've seen other teams in the USL try, or especially League One, try to go defensive and try to win on defense. And now you can kind of say that Richmond and Tormenta did that, but they also had a confident attack to go along with that. I think that... I think their attack is a little toothless right now, but I think their back line's good enough. They may be this year's Union Omaha. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I can see that for sure. No, I, I do worry, even with their back line, I do worry, like, I, I just, I don't see them even being able to hold people back enough, even with the people they've got, even though they are talented, incredibly talented. I just, you know, it's kind of like North North Carolina. You know, you can have all the defense you want and 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 put all the blocks in that you want, but if you're getting 500 shots on you, like you can't compete. And that's that that's my hope is that we see um, again. Maybe we'll see Nisa come through uh, for Chattanooga and yeah, and 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 puts put some you know attacking threat on the on the field. Um, Goalkeeping is solid. Yeah, goalkeeping. Yeah, goalkeeping is is, is squared away. That's probably and, the best tandem in the league. Yeah, I just, you know, it, with all the unknowns of the attack, you can't really say much. Obviously, yeah. but um, Eastridge, where they're actually at, let's not call them Chattanooga. Let's call them what they are. <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled by Chattanooga for this, by the way. <laughs> they already blocked you. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Surprisingly. Um, but I don't know. I, yeah, I, do, I don't see it going as I'm, well. I'm looking. I'm looking at their their roster right now, and I'm I'm seeing uh, they signed Ropapa Mensa, who I don't know his backstory mm-hmm. completely. He spent last year in Egypt injured, I think, but he scored 27 goals in championship pr- prior to that. Mm-hmm. He's someone yeah. who might be might you know might be due for a comeback in USL one. Yeah. Change the scenery and fire it up. A Nashville SC legend. That 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 man is a Nashville SC legend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, Alex. Maybe let's turn it over to you, man. Uh, you're our, our resident expert on Richmond. What are you thinking? Well, uh, we lost a lot of talent in the off season. Um, Jonathan Bolaños went to uh, Huntsville. Uh, Ethan Bryant went to uh, Kansas City 2. Stuart Ritchie went to Columbus 2. Stephen Payne signed with uh, the, the pink team on uh, day one. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, that's a big, uh, big loss there. Uh, Carlton Belmar, though, we signed him. Um, I hmm. saw him, went to the preseason game the other day. He scored a goal. Uh, briefly, uh, briefly spoke to, uh, some of the players at one of the events, an event on Sunday and, um, uh, uh, Dakota in particular got a, kind of a glimmer in his eye when I told him I was excited to see Carlton, Carlton Belmar. He like, you know, like the players are excited. seems like, uh, so that might fill in, um, playing him next to, you know, next to Emmy. 
um, and keeping up raining all of those goals that we had last year. Um, we have Akira Fitzgerald in goal. Um, he doesn't seem to age. Uh, he is looking, uh, it looks like he is uh, doing a lot more uh, coaching some of the younger guys now. Um, but, you know, he's he's still there. Uh, we also returned Matt Bentley, Neil Vignoles, and Wayne Gordon. Uh, they combined for 17 goals in 2022. So, um I don't know. I'm I'm in like like with a lot of the teams. I'm in a wait and see for uh, for Richmond. I'm not gonna not gonna say they're gonna go to the top of the table right away. Um, but yeah, wait wait and see. I don't know. We'll have to see if they did enough to keep up with all the other major moves in the league. That winger piece was always going to be the key, right? Like, I mean, Ethan Bryant. No offense, he's replaceable. He's a really talented young player, but now you've got another really talented young player. Um, and the key was always replacing the most productive player in League One. You know, like that's that's the question mark. I'm really, I, I'm really excited to see that that Belmore, like that Belmore signing, like you said. But yeah, he was on the left wing the other day at the preseason game, um, and uh, I believe we had Justin Sukal playing in Ethan's spot. Mm. But you know, preseason against a college team. You never know. Just a preview. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, wait and see. That's my, my feeling on Richmond as of right now. Yeah. It's it's, it's tough, especially with Bolaños leaving. It's just all, all that feeding into Terzaghi, and then that's all gone. So it's, uh I don't know. You guys were crushing it goal-wise in the season uh, last year. So I'm, I'm curious to see if that's going to be a big repeat or if uh, Terzaghi – kind of loses that ground, but I mean, he's awesome. So I can't see him not being towards the top of that list. Cause I mean, he's just inevitable <laughs> three years running crushing it. Yeah. Uh, so let's move to Ford Madison. What are our feelings on Ford Madison? It sounded like at the, at the beginning of the off season, they were making a lot of like moves and everybody was like, Ooh, ah, and then you start having other teams making their moves, and it kind of just seemed like they fell in the background. But where, where are they looking like? What Where are they at? I mean, that's a I massive mean, rebuild. They brought back four people. Yep. I'm not ready to be heard again on that one. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're they're rebuilding around Christian Cheney, it seems like, in the, in the front, of course. Um, yeah. They were – they had a negative 10 goal differential last year. So, you know, they need those goals. And he had 10 with uh, Cuego. So, so yeah. <laughs> there you go. They'll, they'll get a, they'll, you know, maybe get a zero. <laughs> Who's going to pass? Who's going to give them the assist for those goals? That's... Yeah, that's uh, Jaden Onan. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he could be hungry enough to, uh, to be the guy they, to go to there. Uh, he's a what the young guy came over from England. Um, what he's played uh, youth product at what I see Arsenal, Brighton, Reading. Yeah, like, he's been around mm-hmm. in the you know in the youth leagues over there. Um, so you know, it could be, it could be. That's a lot of pressure to put on. It is a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. okay. So it's just it's just hard to rebuild. Having a rebuild like the way they did is going to be interesting to see. They lost a lot of good players. Um, well, and they're the team with the best defense right now, by yeah. far. Think about it. Yeah, so, you know, they, it's just 
are they going to be able to score goals? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, no. they did. They do seem to have made a lot of a uh, lot of like low risk, like potentially high reward signings that you know could could go either way. Mm-hmm. Stephen Payne, I was I said it last year. I thought he was going to be newcomer of the year last year in the USL. Um, Sterling might have stolen that spotlight a little bit, but. I mean, he's one. He's going to be one of the more underrated signings from this year. I know the fullback position is not very sexy to most, uh, I guess, casual fans like a striker or a midfield, but his ability to get up and down the pitch and put in a quality cross is going to be. I think that's going to be a big part of their game, especially coming from that. I guess right hand side. Yeah, he definitely had an impact in Richmond. He was. That's a, a notable loss. So that's that's. A, Great gain for uh, for forward Madison there. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just tough because I feel like looking at some of the splashes the other teams have made, or like the the floor to ceiling ratio, I just feel like Ford Madison has kind of gotten lost in the mix, mm-hmm. and it's just hard. It's hard for me to see. Like, it, I mean, every team is kind of a wait and see situation, but it's hard for me to see right off the bat where it's going to be such a positive gain that they're going to do miles ahead better than last season. I mean, it might not be as as bad, but I, I don't know. It's one of those teams where I have a real tough time being like, oh, yeah, they're, they're definitely going to be playoff contenders, even with the field being 50-50. I mean, if you're a if you're a Ford Madison fan, like I know they, they turn out that stadium, but like you have to be getting it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Great attendance, but you got to perform. Their defense is um, regardless of what happens. Like, like yeah, like yeah. You said um, that's that's something they got going for them. But you know, yeah. is that going to get them far enough? Right. Same thing with Chattanooga. Is that is that going to take them? Yeah. What if what if Cheney gets injured? Yep. Yep. Who's going to fill that spot? Who's going to be that producer? They've got those young. You know, they brought in a few young low risk signings that could potentially. Um, I mean, you know, where did where did Kazai Sterling come from? Like out of nowhere last year? Potter's <laughs> barn, yeah, seventh tier England. He was also fun fact didn't even start for them. Francis No wow. Beast is, uh, I, I think, is on a similar trajectory for uh, with Forward Madison. Um, I'm I'm just gonna toss that out there. Um, that'll be my only hot take. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I think he's on a similar trajectory. Um, yeah. He's someone who has struggled with, uh, you know, in the just to find his place in the English system, but he's had that experience. Mm-hmm. And you know, he could be someone who could come over here and and just start raining goals like Sterling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. Uh, what do you say? Let's move to Charlotte Independence. We're making some splashes here lately on the attack, but uh, also splashes in in other ways that aren't necessarily as positive. Well, what we've we already, we've already gone over the. We've already we already discussed the the negatives. We can move move past it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <Lord>. <laughs> <laughs> come on need some financial peace university call it dave ram <laughs> not for me but <laughs> hey, i don't want any of that but it sounds like charlotte needs it so yeah dan kelly yeah what what the you know what the heck yeah yeah <laughs> right does he still have it and I, I i say yes i'm just gonna say yes yeah and it, of course, I, I I agree. The thing is, is I don't think there's that much. Like you know, we talk about a difference between USLC and you in, in League One. I don't think there's as big of a difference as as it's it's made out to be. In some senses, there are there there are some teams at the top who are 
you know, obviously a tier above, but for the most part, like you're at your, your, your good league one teams are going to be right out there with some of your, your standard USLC teams. And I think, um, Kelly still probably has, I mean, you know, he's been a season with Pittsburgh, obviously, um, not as, uh, prolific as the past, but still did quite the job. So Kayla's got something to say. He's he's muted. Don't hey, think Kayla, you muted. Like classic <laughs> Zoom from Love it here. I love it here. Um Rookie. look if uh if Dan Kelly doesn't score goals, just blame Robert Lilly like everybody else. Robert Lilly broke him. That's a massive signing for them, though. They, they, they were good. They were exciting on the attack last year. You know, they didn't then, need any help. What the heck? They, they didn't yeah. need it. And then Corey and Bennett so, and Jordan Bayou, like they scored eleven goals each. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's going to be exciting this year. I feel like it'll be high flying. I, I saw them at the preseason game against Greenville, and you know, the, the, they didn't have all their players that they, you know, full squad against us, and and, and it was a good game, and it was back and forth a little bit, but they, they scored their one chance that they had, one clear chance that they had, took advantage of it, and held strong for the rest of the game. <clears throat> but I think they're going to be another exciting team this season, you know, and, and I think they'll be competing again, just like they were competing last season. And, you know, they, it's going to, it's really interesting as much as they have their issues, you know, I think what might hurt them, they they relied a lot. I feel like on Charlotte FC players that came in and helped them. They won't have that now, so they really had to dig deep and figure out what they're going to do. So other players will have to step up. They can't just pull a player from Charlotte anymore. Um, yeah, do do double duties like old school FC Dallas with Pepe in North Texas bringing Pepe. So you know they can't do that with with Quinn McNeil and and Zendejas and stuff like that. So they really got to figure some of that <clears throat> that out. But I, but I think they're going to be you know, well, in in the offense, they're going to be one of those teams that's just going to score goals. If, be if very they stay healthy, if that is a big if, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're yeah. they're getting, yeah. Well, but, and the thing is with that goalkeeper, the goalkeeper situation is going to be a big one, anyways. They're in those. I think it was was it seven games where they switched goalkeepers over and over and over again. Is it just seven where they were, where they were without Zendejas and they, all the, the other keepers were injured? Sounds right. It was a back and forth, yeah. yeah. It was – they lost, They conceded over half of their goals during that period for the season. Like Zendejas was a monster. Mm-hmm. Like and I don't think he got enough credit for that. Like he was an absolute monster. And because they got scored on, you know, by Chattanooga seven times um, and <laughs> – Greenville three times and other teams, you know, so many times that kind of got lost in the mix, even though it wasn't Zendejas that was there. Um, yeah, it was the DRG's game. Zendejas wasn't there. One of the yeah. best keepers in the league left. And that he held them. He's the, he, in my opinion, he carried them he to the playoffs. He's the reason they were able to stick with it because, you know, Corey Benton, Corey Bennett, and Trezor and Bowie were incredible, but without Dejas, that defense was a mess. Yeah, and just think what they could have been if he had been around for those games, and how much higher up the standings they would have got into the playoffs instead of just squeaking in. 
it was one of those things where they were constantly having to fight for it versus they had him around who knows might've had a higher standing, but I mean, I guess really that's neither here nor there, but your, your point still stands about the fact that he was really not credited for how much impact he had on that team. Yeah. So and they, and they've added what Brad Dunwell and Joel Johnson in the defense, but other than that, it's pretty much the same. And they, you know, it's a, the defense, they gave up 48 goals last year. So, yeah. Yeah. That's something you don't want happening again. Got to, got to stifle that stuff. Yep. So I think we're finally at our, our last team, right? Fuego. Central well, Valley. Fuego. Fuego. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> can't forget Tucson. Tucson. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll like our, table our for when they come back. We'll circle, we'll John Perlman's birthday was yesterday. Shout out to John Perlman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Fuego, we always everybody forgets about Fuego because they're so far away. Um, yeah, they I, never I, I, I don't want to forget about Fuego. Uh, no. I actually I actually dove into Fuego today. Um, I, they're going to yeah. be the next one I'm going to write about on my site uh, probably tomorrow. But um, yeah, they they barely missed the playoffs last year, like just like uh, just like Hailstorm. Um, they weren't yeah. that bad. Um, but they lost Christian Cheney. Um, other than that, the lineup is uh, largely the same. They added uh, uh, what Jose Garcia from the the captain from Chattanooga. Yeah. Um, he's like he's their biggest biggest one. Um, and other than that, Razak Cromwell hasn't played since 2020. He's the only other person they added. Uh, they apparently they have a tendency of waiting to the last minute to uh finalize their roster, from what I hear. No, I mean, I mean, play out. No, no, <laughs> remember, they're on Pacific time, so yeah, <laughs> three more hours. Remember, yeah. yeah, yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. So, the, I guess the question that I would have for everybody is uh, who's gonna score the goals between Villan Bijav and uh, Sharif Dai, uh, or anybody else? Um, are they gonna make, make it up? Hmm. Both of them are really tricky, especially mm-hmm. Sharif. This is just a really tricky player. I don't think they – I say that. They didn't score – they make up. That's the thing. You know, they weren't the highest scoring team in the league either. And I think – I think having Garcia in the midfield will help shore things up a bit. Yeah, um, they had 10, 10 assists last year, including yeah, the one yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, and I think, too – a big thing for, for Fuego, I was looking at this earlier, just all of the teams, but Fuego is one of the few teams where when they're losing, you know, a lot of teams, when, when you're losing, the other team's going to bunker and you're going to have more chances and you're going to create you're going to create more than the other team just because they're maybe on the back foot a bit trying to protect what they've got. Fuego is one of the few where when they're losing, they're losing. They yeah. don't They don't score more than the other team. They don't create more than the other team it's like one of three teams in the entire league where they did not create more than the opposition team when they were losing already which is just a bizarre thing to think about like it's basically like they gave up almost yeah Um, and we saw that with like the fan base last year there's a big thing going on with like the the fuego fan base where they felt like a lot of the players on the team weren't really presenting that fight to come back so that just puts an exclamation point on your point about that that idea that they just don't really fight back and through. That perception was shared by a lot of the fans based on what was shared towards the end of the season. Yeah. 
that's that's my big thing. Is like, can the defense can can they shore it up in the midfield? Can yeah. they protect things a little better? Um, BJ is going to score. You know, BJ is going to score. Sharif's going to going to get on the break and score. Um, but can they hold it together? And can the and, and yeah. do they have a fight? And I think I think JC JCG is going to be huge in that regard and, and providing some fight and some bite to that midfield. Um, he's obviously a super creative player, but yeah. he, he fits in so many roles, not just a, not just as a 10 or whatever. Um, you know, he, he can play as far back as the six and play as far up as the 10. So he's a really versatile player. And um, I think he'll be big for them. And I, I think from what I hear, he's part of the reason possibly that Cheney's not there. And um I think it was worth it, um, to be honest. Uh, losing Cheney is a huge loss, but having people in that midfield who can kind of keep things together is going to be really important. And yeah. having people who can create for for someone like Cheney, you know, having having Cheney is great, but if you can't create for him, what's the point, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All those fails, they can always steal uh, Tucson swag and hope for a bunch of, like, storm delays. Just yeah. to wear out East Coast teams, and oh make them play goodness. until like one a.m. Eastern time, and just hope that that just does the trick. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that moves us into a few of our predictions. Um, we, we've talked a little bit about the teams and where we feel that they're going to land, or just what to expect. But we got some predictions as far as some more specific stuff. And so um, let's start with the big one. Who we got for title winners? Who is going to win it all this time? Tormento was last time, so who's got it this time? This is embarrassing, y'all. Like, I'm, say it, Brandon. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna Just say it. I'm ready to be heard again. I said it already. North Carolina, the North Carolina FC. That's who I'm. That's who I'm picking. Yeah. I, I, I'm. T- I'm telling you. If they hurt me again, I'm gonna fall for it again. Hurt me once, shame on 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 me. Hurt me twice, or hurt me once. How does it? How's it go again? <laughs> shame on me, right? I don't know. It, it's shame gotta, on me. Hey, fool me it's, once. It's, fool me once. Uh, shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame go. on me. It's just shame on me. Either way, I'm gonna keep Look, going. Yeah. I was gonna say it's shame for you no matter what. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna write I'm just gonna replace the article from last year over and over and over again with new players until they actually <laughs> Yeah, just change the names of those players. Same article. Yeah. Yes. Change the names. Yeah, I mean, Law of averages. Literally the same words, just with new names. Yeah. I'm calling so you know who you got. I have North Carolina FC losing to Greenville. There it is, the homer. <laughs> One of us had to do are it. getting the second star. But Let's no, talk about the tickets. Yes. I can give you Gio's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> you need to talk about season tickets. Everybody, <laughs> buy your season tickets. I heard somebody say they don't get season tickets uh, because they're too expensive in Colorado, but they're not that expensive in Greenville. Yeah, I got mine for yeah, the first time yeah. in Greenville, thanks to Gio, yeah. so... Help but, Gio out uh, with his hustle. Yeah, it's too expensive in Colorado, in the middle of nowhere in Colorado. But uh, <laughs> but uh, so come to Greenville. Uh, no, I, I think uh, I have hope. 
I'm not going to give up. <clears throat> We've been fighting every season. We're always in it. Uh, I think we'll push through with some of the new players we got, some of the mistakes that hurt us um, that game against Tormenta and getting getting there. I think we, we fixed that with somebody like Tevin Shaw as well. Um, we're going to play a North, good North Carolina team. It's going to be a fun few games against them. So, My heart agrees with Gio. My yeah. heart. Heart. I like it. Alex, who you got? Who's winning it all? Um, I've been going with NCFCs for since day one um, of the of the off season or since uh, yeah since on the new signing. So I'm going to stick with them for now. Uh, with uh, with Tormenta as the uh, the number two. Both of them have just just the lineups are and the rosters are just too solid from top to bottom. Yeah, but you know this is USL one, so who knows? <laughs> but yeah, if both is listening. I would like to just really quickly say this. I did write Tormenta repeat as like an, another option, just how I was feeling based on the show and the notes. Everyone can corroborate it. Leave me alone, please. <laughs> he Sorry, did. But, it's he did put, I'm at it right now. He did not write that. <laughs> it looks like it looks like it's deleting while I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah. He actually wrote, we'll fight both. <laughs> he said, North Carolina FC, kind of just kidding, we'll fight both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all he put. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I want to go homer and say Lexington, oh. but my brain oh. obviously is thinking NCFC like the rest of you guys. <laughs> NCFC's stacked this no, year. Not like me. And Don't then, put me in the rest know, of you guys. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know, you know in your heart of, of hearts you, that there's a pretty solid chance but I, I respect it, Gio. But no, no. Um, with Brandon and Alex, I'm I'm on board with it. I think that they've got a very solid chance. I think that they did all the right things to hopefully turn it around for their team and not have a repeat of last year. So got to go NCFC. Um, there we go. Maybe only 75% of us will look silly. Gio might be right. He might be the one proving us wrong. Oh, I, I, I hope he's right. Goodness. I hope I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then you can finally get like chip off your back about the whole like asterisk thing. You can be like, see, look, Who? it's a it's a star. Chip. You can Who? just tell him. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So moving off of that, who's gonna be our top goal scorer? Who's got the golden boot this time? Brandon, let's start with you, man. I said NCFC was gonna win it, so I'm not I'd be I'd be remiss to not pick someone from NCFC. I think it's going to be Garrett McLaughlin this year. Um, he had an incredible goal scoring ratio last year. Uh, and just in terms of shot quality, one of the best in the league. Um, yeah. So he's grown a ton as a player. And I, I don't know that, I don't think we'll see a, kind of the increase from 21 to 22 uh, this year, like we did, but um, that's, that's my pick. Uh, I think, which all the extra offensive creative weapons around him too. It's just going to be nuts. That being said, you know, when you've got people around you like Shaq Adams um, and uh, everybody else, it's, it's kind of along that front line, Rafa and everybody, you maybe he'll share a little bit more. And I think they won't rely on him as much maybe, but at the same time, that's, that's who I'm going with. Garrett. Alex, what you got? I got Dane Kelly. I think he's going to okay. come in and sweep in and dethrone um, Terzaghi. I want it to be Terzaghi, of course. Um, yeah. I don't think it's going to be this year. I think I, four four years in a row. Come on. 
Um, That's so just yeah, insane that he pulls that out. With, uh, Sterling, Terzaghi, and uh, and Corey Bennett and Garrett McLaughlin, not not far behind. Geo. I do. I did want to say Jacob Lavovitz or Trialist number three, <laughs> but um, I think it's going to be Kazai Sterling. I think he's going to have a solid second season. I am truly surprised he is playing at Tormenta this year. Um, I won't. I won't be surprised if he moves up to another league or you know, not even the championship to something even higher even um, after the season after winning the Golden Boot. Yeah, what are they doing over there to keep all these people? I mean, like the only people who are who are leaving are like basically lateral moves. It's just crazy. Yeah. Like, especially got, like if they have girlfriends, there's not even a target over there. Yeah, <laughs> there's literally a Publix. They're, they're not, even, it's not even built yet. They they don't have the crumble cookie yet either. Exactly. There's but the no future, the future promised. So unlimited. Yeah, the owner said it's it's they've built a good culture, but they're also he's also of the mindset like uh, he wants you to move on eventually. So I, I could see him moving on after this year. Yeah, I'd be surprised if not. Yeah, I would be shocked if he. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I was honestly so, surprised he wasn't gone after this year. I thought I even thought when they announced him, it was going to be like another via there type of situation mm-hmm. where. Yeah, he's two-year contract. Part yeah, of the he's totally is still back. Two weeks later. Oh, thank you so much, Desire, for everything you did. Yeah, he's totally not <laughs> trialing with Toronto FC, even though his name is on the roster for a preseason game. He's totally yeah. with us. There's no way. <laughs> he's going to get drafted in next season's MLS draft. That's what's going to happen. There you go. Ryan G, but two points here first. <laughs> Nobody will know what happened. <laughs> he didn't even go to college. <laughs> Man. Um, I, I agree with Gio it's going to be Kazai Sterling I think that um, he's just going to pull it off this year and I wanted to go somebody off of NCFC but like Brandon already mentioned there's I feel like there's going to be a lot of sharing of the goal scoring and that's the only reason that kind of uh, a step back from choosing somebody on NCFC as much as I think they're going to be prolific as a team as far as scoring goals I feel like when we're talking Tormenta, because uh, I Sterling's already shown that he is that guy, mm-hmm. and I feel like he's going to stay that guy. And yep. so when we're talking about single player goals, I think he's going to be the one that pulls all that off and, and keeps that production high. And especially with the, the promise of, you know, us speculating about him moving on. I mean, he's going to want to earn that and mm-hmm. continue to show like, hey, that wasn't just like a one-hit wonder situation. I can keep that going. So I, I feel it in my bones. It's going to be him. Yeah. That or, uh, he's young enough. Will Bain him. That, yeah. He's, he's young enough that, that he can be, he can be sold. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For, for like Terzaghi, is he going anywhere? I don't know. Yeah. That man's Will, retired in Richmond. Will Bainham. Will Bainham winning the golden boot. Okay. I did that just for you, Gio. Ironic. I did that just for you. <laughs> inside joke there but a golden boot <laughs> look he doesn't even need cleats to score so it's a lock man <laughs> oh, boy. Um, all right who we got for a top assist brandon arthur rogers i'm just gonna go for it i mean with with um our friend bolaño's gone you're gonna have somebody replace him yeah it's gonna be arthur 
I, I feel like that's just an, that's an that's an easy one for me. But obviously, Geo agrees with me. But oh, sorry, Geo. Let Geo go next. That's my fault. My bad. Yeah, man. Gio, I was gonna say Alan Gavilanis, but <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's why I'm a homer here. I can't help, but I I feel like Alan's gonna have a great season and better than last season, mm-hmm. but uh, numbers wise that you can see. But um, no, I think Rogers as well. He's a dangerous player, scoring hat tricks in preseason. You know, yeah. we're talking assists here, but he's he's putting himself in those positions already. It's right. already showing what they're going to do, in a way. It's going to be a lot of the same stuff, a lot of pressure, and so he's gonna. He's a good player, really good. I'll be surprised if he stays with them all as well. Yeah. All right, Alex, what you got? Uh, I'm going with Louis Perez, North Carolina. Um, he's got options. Um, he's good at assists. Like uh, he's a he's a mover. Yeah, Louis Perez. That is the truth. Good at assists. Yeah. That is. Yeah. That should be the the little line here at the bottom. Just good at assists, Louis Perez. Yeah, <laughs> they can just like stitch that on the inside of his collar of yeah. his kit. <laughs> good at assists. Now I chose the same. I think it's gonna be Perez because now that he's in a system where there's so many attacking options, I can see him just feeding several people on that team and, and that production coming from his assists. So I, I had to go with him on my end too. Yeah, he's that man has nobody. Blockland, Rafa, like he's got options. Yeah, it's all over the place. He had nobody last year, and he still put up those crazy. Yeah, like right. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, man, so can imagine him in in a system where he has just a plethora of options and just crushing it. There you go, Brandon. There's your <laughs> there's your marquee. That should be the title of the show. Yes. That's like that's marketing material for NCFC for the next year. Yeah, man, absolutely. They should pay you for it. <laughs> hey, Alex, not me. Yeah, pay Alex. <laughs> pay all of us. Pay all of us. Somebody. I have, I have a call. <laughs> I have a call with some of them tomorrow, so I'll, I'll make sure. To <laughs> yeah. Name drop for us. <laughs> all right, guys. So we we went through all the teams. Some pretty in-depth talked about who's going to make some influences so let's like close it out with some hot takes <laughs> oh man are they, oh, are they doing dan kelly on net 30 oh gosh you think they're, you think he's gonna get it like he's gonna send an invoice <laughs> he probably he's probably smart though he probably asked for it all in advance there you go yeah Jeez, yeah. Hopefully not in Dogecoin. Too far. I'm sorry. <laughs> so what do we got to close things out for like our hot takes for the season? Jeez. Someone Come just on, let's flash Charlotte up there. Let's let's talk about Charlotte. Uh, Gio just hot... left. Yep. <laughs> He's avoiding no it. Yeah, no hot takes. Uh-huh. Charlotte Independence is a huge wild card. Um, if they're healthy enough. Uh, they're going to rain goals over the entire league, and they're going to win it all. All right. Brandon? Um, my hot take is that um, one Knox will be able to make it through the entire season without saying uh, East Ridge. You know, it would have been more of a hot take if you said that they stayed out of like they could, they could make what 
instead of like been, DMs. That's not gonna happen, man. No, just like the mentions, like oh, that's not gonna to happen. Anybody that's from not, Nashville? I, I, I'm not, that would be a waste of my time. Yeah, it's that true. Be, it just won't. Yeah, it just won't. I can't. Yeah, they're ninety nine percent of our engagement. <laughs> Geo, I think I think that um, my actual hot take, sorry, is that uh, one Knox will um, not only be a playoff team, but I think they'll be towards the top. And I think that Jake Keegan, I'm, I'm going to put it out there again, like last year. I think that Jake Keegan will do a lot more than people think he's going to do. I don't, I don't think he's going there to retire. Does he score a hat trick against Madison? I'm not putting that out there this year again. <laughs> yeah, sorry. He'll just do it against Lexington. He'll just do it against Lexington. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. You're running hard for that signed jersey. Yeah. (laughs) We'll find it on the 18th. (laughs) Gio just wants a Keegan jersey. He doesn't actually believe that. I just want a hug. I miss him. Um, (laughs) My hot take. Omaha is going to struggle. And Jay Mims is going to have to come back to save the day. Ooh. <laughs> that is a hot take. Whatever, whatever that this whole, whatever they change is those USL championship players in League One. Uh, it's not going to work. Experiment's not going to work, and uh, Mims is going to come back. They're going to put their differences aside. Whatever happened, come back and save them, and barely make the playoffs. Mims is out there like on a park bench, like uh, Captain America. <laughs> Finally relaxing. He has a trophy sitting next to him. And they're like, no. (laughs) No, Just whispering to himself, no, I don't think I will. (laughs) I don't think I will. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, All right. Hot take. Lexington's going to make the playoffs, and they're going to come ahead in the series against Knoxville. Like we we faced them three times, so I say we at least get two out of the three where we handle business. Had to go dig at Knoxville fans. I I'm not gonna spoil it, but I really hope just just for the sake of like I I'm 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 high on one Knox, but there is a uh, there is something that uh, Tyler is holding on to that I I honestly I hope one Knox loses just for at least the first game just so I can see it. Yeah, it can, only happen, it can only happen with the first game. So yes, it's in the drafts. It's it's, it's, it's sitting there. It's, and it's I'm, just ready. It's, it's pure gold. Yeah, keep your eyes out, y'all. If you if you <laughs> see one Knox lose, go directly to Tyler's Twitter page immediately. Yes. Yeah. Can we all three of us press send together? <laughs> yes. We'll be there. We'll be there together. Yeah. We'll so literally three of us are going. It's, it's true. We'll that be side by be side. Amazing. So we just do it as one. Yes. And then we celebrate on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, green's got to stick together. I just want everybody to have fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna wear a green jersey, but that's just because that's the jerseys I have. <laughs> I'm gonna wear my blue one just to be different. Yeah, blue uh, triumph jersey just to be different. Or we can match. You can match. See, there you go. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, this has been fun. I feel like we've uh, we've covered all we can cover. Hopefully, everybody's stuck with us. And half the time, 
Yeah, it wasn't a five-hour show, so sorry to disappoint anybody who was looking this for is, that. This is part one. Part two is right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we take nope. an hour with each team. Yes. <laughs> so now, now every dive. player. Deep yes. Dive. We're going to talk about dive. which cleats they like best, their favorite restaurants, um, who their nemesis is in the league. It's going to be everything. Now, but it, it's been fun, guys. Uh Alex, Brandon, thanks for joining us. Yep, like me and Gio, I know we're normally on here, but it was fun having you guys on here for some some different voices, different opinions, and uh, everybody out there that's listening. If you don't follow these guys in some way, shape, or form, do so. Everybody's doing great work. Everybody has some some good takes. Um, so, um, <laughs> sorry guys, <laughs> Kaylor's in the background, but it, it's been fun. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you for watching another episode of the USL Show. This and every episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. Find podcasts and other written work at bgn.fm. Once again, thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you guys again next week.